welcome back everyone to another exciting episode of the Dirty 20s podcast. Let's see if I remember how to do this. My name is Marcus Susick, and with me as always we have four ritzy and red hot role players. Ain't none of them a rube. Please introduce yourselves, adventurers. Hi, I'm Richard. I'm playing cricket. Hi, I'm Toby. I'm going to be playing Lonlin. Yep, we they, were doing okay. Yeah, we, we remember how to do this. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't lasted so long. I've been cool. Okay, okay, you can have it. <laughs> Hi. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Craig. I'm going to be playing Salem. Hi, I'm Elliot, and I'm going to be playing Lizette. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, it has been several weeks since we've uh, done a recording. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? I might completely forget everything that's ever happened, uh, and maybe, who knows, we'll just see. But in the meantime, last we left off, our heroes had just completed their mission for MacGuffins, uh, and in fact, gone above and beyond in capture or in dealing with the problem of the Trillish Gnome and retrieving the far gear. They then spent some time doing some downtime, some reconnection with themselves and with family, or at least We've heard three of those, but we're going to jump in first before we do anything else with this session. Cricket, you've got roughly two weeks of downtime. What would you like to do? Uh, I'd like to go see my dad. Oh, snap. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, are you approaching like during the day, business hours at night, at home? How are you approaching? Um... I don't think I'd be able to figure out where he is if it's not business hours. So I'm probably just going to go when I think he's probably working. All right. Uh, yeah, I think you roll up to the uh, the rationate offices. Uh, and as you approach, are you going right in the doors? Or are you scoping out, trying to go in sneaky I'm going to act actively try and do it. Uh, wait, fuck. Uh, no, maybe I should do sneaky. No, Cricket's just going to try and go in like he he knows the place. Like it's just like a, an everyday Wednesday morning, whatever day it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just kind of act like he's in it. And if he's ever like if someone ever tries to like correct him and be like, hey, you don't belong here. I'll just try and like ditch them and then disguise <laughs> self as someone else and then go further in. Okay. Yeah, I think that like as you enter, there is just like kind of the uh the receptionist there. Um you see a kind of a like long horned um a satyr uh sitting at the desk uh typing on like a keyboard who as you enter uh doesn't really look up and just says uh, if you're here for an order, please leave it on my desk. Otherwise, if you need something, please wait. Take a number and wait. Uh, and just kind of gestures at like a number stand. You see that there's no one else in the waiting area. Perfect. I'm just going to keep walking. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. And uh, I'm going to duck into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Make me a stealth check. Please. Or like a new hallway, not a corner, because that would trap me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I feel like I would have enhanced myself ability uh, for de uh, like dexterity checks. If this is the plan going in, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Totally. so I'll get advantage on the stealth check. Uh, 
All right. I rolled a 19. That's not oh bad. Oh, my God. All right. Um, you duck into a corner, and you hear the receptionist uh, start calling out. Um, and then, like, you just hear them saying, oh, we need security up here. Someone, uh, someone's just, I don't know where they've gone. Uh, and it sounds like they're kind of running down a different hallway, uh, calling out for security. Um, and But you feel like you're pretty well hidden. As you're going through, can you just make me a luck check? Okay. 14. 14. Great. Uh, yeah, you're able to kind of like hear any running footsteps before they get close. Um, you see a whole bunch of like security people running down hallways. It looks like they've had a description. It's like, have you seen someone wearing like, looks like cricket legs? I don't really understand what's going on. And like a, a sport, like a yellow sport coat. Oh, oh dang. Uh, one of them runs past you. Uh, how, who, who do you disguise yourself as like moving into this corridor? Um, so I likely would have seen like a various uh, images of like uh, 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 other employees uh, as I've just like, you know, those like walls that have like these um, uh, best employee of the month kind of thing. Yeah. I'm just going to turn myself into one of those. Uh, cool. You uh, turn yourself into one. Um, it's just like a gnome, uh, but you look like a tall gnome now. Um wearing like a business tie, um, kind of like oversized glasses, uh, hair all askew, uh, as this like security guard is running past, uh, says, Stephen, have you seen someone wearing cricket greaves in like a yellow blazer? Oh, um, I don't think I, I quite have. Um, oh, okay. My eyesight's quite not exactly what they used to no. be. Hey, you know, Stephen, it's all good. Just keep your eyes open, whatever they be. Maybe your ears are better, but if you hear someone that shouldn't be in here, and you know everybody, like, just let us know, all right? And, uh, hey, um, we still want to poker later? Yes, no, of, of course. Um, I just have a quick question. I seem to have misplaced um, a few of my possessions uh, in my car. Could you at least... Um, or, or send an escort so I can go back up to my desk. Okay, uh, make me a persuasion check. Okay. Um... Shit. <laughs> can I inspo that? <laughs> I mean, if you want to inspo it right away, go for yeah. it. That's not better! <laughs> 12? 12? Uh, he just says, like, Stephen, I believe in you. You got this. I'm sorry. I'm like, we're kind of on the hunt. You know, uh, just go ask someone else, okay? Uh, but I'll see you at poker later, and then just runs off. Of course, have a, have a good one. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, I will probably just keep trying to like either find an elevator or whatnot, or go take the. I'll probably I'd probably take the stairs in this situation because okay. there'd be a little less people, and I could probably finagle my way up there a bit quicker. Yeah, I mean, I think that even though you're estranged from your father, it's not like you've never been here. I, you would know where your father's office would be. Um, so I think like it's probably like pretty straightforward for you to find your way. And with I, I don't, I don't oh, actually yeah. know if I would have because okay. I, I'm a, I'm a bastard. So that's true. No one really knows about me. That's a good point. All right, all right, all right. Uh, you start heading up or downstairs. I'm imagining he, okay, Tatior is the kind of guy that would be super bloody arrogant and would want to have, like, one of those shots where he, like, 
he's at the very top of the building looking over at the city and like screaming out i own this place like one yeah. of those classic <laughs> things so i'm imagining he's at the top floor perfect yeah you start heading up um as you go up the stairs um you like again you're there's a few like guards who are like very flustered don't know what's going on um make me another luck check please fuck five five uh <laughs> as you get like you kind of take the stairwell uh you get up to the third floor like the top level here uh and you realize that the access door requires some sort of like combination code um and unfortunately you don't know it and so you're just kind of like you get to the door uh and you're not able to go through and then from like down below uh you hear the doorwell or the doorway into the stairwell open and some stairs start some footsteps start coming up the stairs it's like one of those ones that has like a a turn so you might be able to hide or get higher up or do something whatever you would like can i like is the door flush uh the door is flush yeah shit so i can't like find a like a crack in the center and like key Uh, poke through it uh, I would say with a five. Uh, well, actually, with that. Actually, uh, no, I don't need to. Actually, I don't need to. Um, it can be a place you can see when you can visualize or when you can describe by stating distance and direction. So I'm just gonna dimension door through it. Oh shit! All right. Yeah. Uh, just as like you see the top of a security guard's head coming up the stairs, uh, and then you just dimension door out of the way before that person can even see you. It's like this perfect spy moment, um, and you arrive on the other side and. There is only three stories of this uh, building. And you see that you are in uh, one long hallway that seems like it's only about, it's only running about half of the distance of the, of the, uh, of the building. And it's running down just one side of the building. It's not like in the center or anything. It's just on the side, only running halfway. Um, and you see at the end, there are just like two overly ornate doors like a set of double doors uh leading into very clearly like a private office um but there's it's just kind of like a hallway lined with paintings and like photographs and lithographs and awards and commendations and nudist articles all about uh tattooer that sounds about right um i guess i'm gonna go in or, or try and just like open that door uh, in that case, okay. the, like the one, like the, like the private room. Absolutely. Uh, you try opening the doors. Are you trying to do it stealthily or just like just... stealthily, if possible, just All to right. like test and see if it's locked? Perfect. Uh, make me a stealth check or sleight of hand, whichever you'd prefer. Um, I will. I, they're both the same, so I, I will. I, I still have advantage, so I'm going to do a uh, stealth. Uh, it's a dirty twenty. Hey! First dirty twenty of the session. All right. Dirty 20. With a dirty 20, you, uh, like, jiggle the knob, uh, and you're able to ascertain that it is, in fact, unlocked. Uh, and you kind of take a look at the hinges of the door, and they're, like, they look like they've just been freshly oiled. And, like, everything is perfectly soundless as you, uh, you ascertain that the door can be opened quietly. Do you want to open it quietly? Uh, yes, I will. All right. You open the door. With that dirty 20, perfectly smooth, absolutely no sound. Uh, And you see that the reason that this hallway only went about half of the room, half of the the corridor, or the building length, rather, 
is because this office takes up the other half. Um, you're coming in from essentially the side and you can see directly in front of you are these big sweeping panoramic windows that look out over the city. It's not a huge panoramic view. It's only three stories, but it is at like a slight elevation. So it does have a bit of a view. Um, and you can actually see that right beside you running along the wall to your right. Uh, there are these big like sweeping windows again that look into the uh, like workshop floor, basically kind of overlooking everybody who's working so that your father can go from looking out the window at the city to looking at his <laughs> worker force. Oh, he's, Oh no, he's one of those. <laughs> uh, and uh, you see standing at the window, looking out over the city, uh, the unmistakable silhouette of your father, uh, someone who has always taken pride in like, you know, appearances, uh, wearing like very fine clothing, like a really like expensive suit, um, has a like probably like 200 gold fedora just like on a, uh, a hat stand beside the door. Um, and he's just looking out over the city. Uh, and uh, make me another luck check, please. Fuck me. <laughs> no, not one. And that one. Amazing. Uh, you see first your father's silhouette. Um, and it's kind of so surprising that you're not fully aware of the rest of your surroundings until you feel a sharp blade at your neck. And you just hear a, well, well, well. Hey, sir, we've got someone sneaking in. Uh, and you see beside you, there is someone who had like almost impossible for you to have seen, uh, just like big, burly, but somehow very stealthy uh, with a sword right at your throat. <clears throat> I'm gonna... What do you look like right now? Uh, I still look like Steven. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I'll drop it as soon as the swords to my blade, because he's probably found where my actual throat is. So yeah. it would just look weird. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh. Impersonating a worker, are we? Tatio, do you know this fella? Uh, and you see your father just casually looks over his shoulder. <sighs> Yes, I know him. Andrew, what can I do for you? And he just walks over to his desk, uh, casually gestures at a seat in front of his desk, uh, and then sits back on this like like overstuffed leather armchair. Uh, and as he does, he just kind of like keeps his hands behind his back until he's sitting. And then he just like, smooths his coat uh, as he sits. I'm going to mimic him to an extent without making it too obvious. <laughs> as I kind of sit down, I'll just kind of like present myself a little bit better, a bit more confident. Um, and then uh, just kind of sheepishly look down, like semi avoiding his gaze. Wow. I uh, was just wanting to uh, say hi. Uh, and well, yeah, kind of hard to get a hold of <laughs> a lot of the time, so. Oh, um, I'm very easy to get a hold of by my business associates, Andrew. 
I, I, I don't know. This is doubt a business that. day. You said hello. Is that it? Goodbye then. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Dad, um. Uh, he. Just give me an insight check as you say that. Uh. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Ooh, he, first of all, uh, he does not like that you address that. And then you also see his eyes dart over to the guard by the door and flash. Like he is annoyed and, but more like more so than just being called your dad, he is uh, pissed off that you mentioned it in front of someone. Uh, sorry. Um, I just, I've been wanting to, to prove myself to you and, and show that the bot at college wasn't a waste of your money. I, I've become an adventurer. I've joined. <sighs> and how much money do you earn as an adventurer, Andrew? Actually, not too bad. Um, ah. I... Oh, maybe you aren't such a failure then. Enough to pay me back for your bardic education. I'd love to. Um, how much was that? Oh, well, there was, of course, the, the tuition of 10000 per year and boarding, which was another five. Then there was meals, another two, and just various books and sundries. Let's call it 20000 per year. I, I don't have that much on me yet. I didn't think so. But I'll get it. I promise. Hmm. Um, I've helped a lot of people uh, since and joining. That's... Met a lot of friends. Ah, friends, yes. Very valuable. You can always trade in favors with them. And he takes out a, a notepad and just begins to start like, making some some figures doing some paperwork. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just wanted to kind of be like, I'm doing something with myself, not just wasting the way kind of thing. Um, and show you that I was an adventurer type. I wanted to show you how I got in. <laughs> I figured that might be kind of impressive. <laughs> uh, make me a persuasion check. Um, 26 whoa that was uh, a 19 you see your father um very like tries to kind of put up this front um but you see his like his pen has fully stopped working and there's a smile on his face and when he looks up he says how did you get in i am i've heard a bit of a commotion i assume that was you yeah, I just needed to get far enough inside so I could have found someone uh, working who wasn't on the, the initial floor. Um, ah. And then I disguised self as Steven, as you saw. Ah, Steven, what a good worker. Yes, employee of the month several times in a row. He's uh, very efficient, though his eyesight is going. So it's, you know, I'm going to have to let him go one of these days soon. But... Uh, I but he's done so good, so much good for you. Are you, you just let him go like that? Well, his efficiency has dropped, Andrew. I need the best. Only the best. 
Only but, the um, best, huh? Yes. Uh, he pulls out a newspaper and uh, you see it's actually like, it's several days old. Um, and it's uh, actually a newspaper from Olmaneus. Uh, and it talks about like a disruption in the lake that has been, and like people quoting like the new faded five. Uh, and he kind of, you see that he's got this like article. Uh, it's not like a front page article, but it is like, folded over and it looks like he's kind of had this for a few days and has been reading it and he's like you're calling yourself part of the new fated five i mean we were working with aloysius so i felt like it was <laughs> um kind of a a fun little new thing god that haunts just uh he, you see a gleam come into his eye you're working directly with Aloysius? Y- yeah. And that's actually where my... Uh, <laughs> I just started making some cricket noises. That's where these <laughs> kind of came from. Actually, no, it was from a dragon. A dragon, too. And uh, these... This dragon and Aloysius. Do they ever have need of... Trail rations? Uh, I I could always look with for a um you know better commission and maybe with someone on the inn. Hmm? Oh, be proud. Yeah. Yes, um, give me a good deal with Al. I, I might even consider acknowledging you. Y- yeah, you really. I, what I about my mother? My... What about my mother? Would she? Her? Would what? Would you acknowledge her? <laughs> no but she's no not Andrew. doing too good well, I, uh... you're making a lot of money apparently you've got a name for yourself i believe you can deal with your mother heaven knows i can't uh... okay if i can get you to acknowledge me then and then work further so you can acknowledge me more will you then acknowledge mother uh, make me another persuasion check. That's a nat 20. Uh, he pauses and you see him smile again. And that gleam, that like greedy glint is still in his eyes. And he's like, ah, I see that that Bardic Inspiration College wasn't a full waste. You do have a keen business sense. What a good negotiator. Have you ever considered working for your old man? I might be more willing to uh, to acknowledge you even earlier if you can, of course, secure this deal. Uh, and then he kind of gets serious. What do you need me to do to acknowledge your mother? I can, I mean, admit that she exists. Sure, I can admit that that person exists, but I have a feeling you mean more. Well... If you could um, pay for her to live comfortably, safely, so she's not struggling to meet ends meet, um, that's really just it, just her safety. If that's is, that, all... is that okay? A, a public announcement and then her, her well-being? Well... While I can't say that 
I will for sure do this. You have made a very compelling argument and it doesn't actually require very much of me. So do this for me, get me a very good contract with fantastic terms for me. And I shall make a public statement acknowledging first that you exist and that your mother is someone with whom I've had relations, and then I shall ensure that she is kept comfortably. So long as it doesn't impede our family, of course. No, of course not. I, uh, that's the last thing I'd want to do is mess up what you got going on right now. Yes. Well, ah. Uh, Andrew, I must say I'm very proud of the business acumen you have shown here and your hard bargaining. It's very impressive. You are you're more than I thought you were. I immediately just glow. Excellent. Now, is there anything else? Uh, no. I, 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 th thank you, Tatior. Great. Uh, Raj will see you out uh, and gestures at his bodyguard. Uh, and he says, before you go, Raj, this is my son, Andrew. And then he gives a meaningful look to Raj uh, and then goes back to writing. Thank you, Dad. I'll be back soon enough, I promise. Have a good day. You too. Earn money, all that stuff. Of course, of course. Bottom line, <laughs> business stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes, don't oversell it. You All right? I know you don't know what a lot of those words mean, so just stick, leave all your ahead, man. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, have, have a good day now, sir, dad. Okay. All right, let's go, Raj. Right. Let's go, Andrew. Uh, and Raj escorts you out of the building. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to accomplish in your two weeks? Honestly, no. With that, All he's right. probably just trying to figure out how to approach Aloysius. Okay, perfect. Uh, so at the end of roughly two weeks of downtime, um, you've all reconnected with family. You've uh, reconnected with yourselves. You've done some work. You've recovered from just the emotional strain of having been, you know, in quite a few harrowing situations in very little time. And uh, as you come to the end of this two weeks, uh, you get a summons from Al asking you all to rejoin him um, in a couple days hence. Uh, you've been kind of informed that uh, things are doing well. Uh, research is coming apace for uh, the far gear and how to actually destroy it. Um, but everything is happening cautiously. Uh, you've been asked to come back to the office in two days. Uh, what would you guys like to do in those two days? That's a valid question. What do we want to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as, as London actually come back to us then? Yes, Lonlin would have returned. 
and you would notice that she's considerably less bronze at this point. Considerably less bronze. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Salem will raise an eyebrow at it, but uh, I don't think they're going to pry. Hey, why are you less bronze? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What's going on? Were you, were you a different color before? No, I, I'm back to my original color. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I feel like this... This feels better than before, I feel like. And... I, I, I just want to apologize for my behavior. It wasn't fair to me of me to lash out. At all of you, and that was a really shitty thing of me to do. I think tensions were pretty high. I don't think any of us acted rationally in that sense. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's going to hold you against you for that. It, it, it was kind of a stressful situation. Salem, how are, how are you doing? Oh, you know, all right. Just a, a bit of a brittle smile. Longlong's gonna kind of keep a neutral face and nod. Stole some shit. Improved some people's lives. All the good stuff. Yes, what did you all get up to in the <laughs> interim? And you guys explain what you guys got up to. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, where is this conversation happening? That's a really good point. In the elevator. I'm kidding. <laughs> just been in the elevator for the last three days. <laughs> it got stuck. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, um, I, I feel like we need to have like a cafe or like a bar well, we go why to. Don't we, why don't we go back to um, the, the speakeasy? Hell yeah. Ooh, yeah. Which one was that called idea. again? Oh, God. It was like from the... Like the third session. Yeah. Uh, it was oh, the second session. Second session. Yeah. Second. It was almost Ooh. a year yeah. ago. <laughs> Irene's tea house? Yes, Irene's yes. tea house. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Uh, That's okay. That yeah, I, than, I, my, I, than my command find. So there we go. It's, it's sitting in my notes still. Nice. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, perfect. Yeah. You guys are having this conversation in Irene's tea house in the speakeasy. Um, and after about like 40 minutes or so of this conversation, uh, you see a couple, actually you see three people come into the speakeasy. Uh, one is a uh, fairly rotund man, uh, very well-fed human, very ruddy-faced, uh, with like the broken capillaries of like someone who drinks a lot of red wine. Um, uh, wearing kind of like probably about five or six years out of fashion, uh, like a pinstriped suit. Um, and then on either side of him, uh, just these two hulking brutes, um, with like big mauls, uh, one of whom wears like very pristine, actually like button up shirt and slacks over a, uh, quite nice top hat. Um, and he seems like kind of like walking very proudly as if to show everything off. And then the other one, a troll. Uh, is wearing like just 
the weirdest combination of like old clothing. Some of it is way too small. Some of it is just like uh, stitched together. Like instead of pants, it's like four jackets that have been sewn together. None of them match. Um, and uh, everybody just make a perception check for me. 15. Uh, that is, oh my God, math. I have no perception modifier. 19. <laughs> 19. Amazing. Natural 20. Oh, oh yeah. let's go. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, most of you guys get the sense that these people very much clock you uh, and begin walking over. Um, Lizette, as you see these people come in, uh, with a 20, a natural 20, I'm going to give you a few things. First of all, um, you instinctively know that the human, um, his name is Tubby. That's the only name he's he goes by. You just know this. This is just something that comes into Lizette's mind. This is Tubby, um, and he is a grub tongue enforcer. Um, as are the people or the the ogre and the troll escorting him. Herc is an ogre, and Yerk is a troll. Uh, and uh, with a natural twenty, you see that as uh, Tubby spots you, he makes a very subtle gesture to both Herc and Yerk that is kind of hidden behind his back uh, and they just start moving slightly off to the side as if to kind of circle and kind of pincer move in. Does it look like they're circling us? Yeah, like they're, Herc and Yurk are kind of coming around the outside of the uh, the speakeasy uh, in order to kind of maybe cut off potential avenues of escape, escape while Tubby begins to casually stroll towards the bar without trying, like, trying not to look at you guys, trying to make it look very casual and like he's not approaching. Um, I'm just, are we all, like, sitting at the bar or at a table? Uh, that's up for you guys to decide. I reckon the table, but I'm okay with the bar as well. I mean, Salem doesn't mind being close to drink. Yeah, I think if you guys are at a table, uh, Tubby is just walking as if he's gonna go past your table to the bar itself. I'm kind of gonna, like lean in really close and just to like kind of avoid suspicion I'm gonna try to make eye contact with Salem and then look at Tubby and then make eye contact and then look at Tubby because Salem <laughs> seems like the sneakiest <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I think uh, Salem I think that's pretty easy for you to read uh, what I would say is Lizette just make me a deception check or sleight of eye check can i can i aid that with an insight check uh yeah totally what i was gonna say is actually this is to avoid showing it off to tubby oh sure but yeah. I, I reckon that salem's quite perceptive and so yeah uh, lizette doesn't doesn't need to be as um, i think that's a obvious idea. about it yeah for sure um so for starters i also just realized that it is gonna kind of look like spotlights <laughs> <laughs> god damn it i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I also don't want you to give me disadvantage because I did just roll another nat 20. <laughs> oh my yes. god. Well, I got a 26 on insight. Oh so. my god. Get all the good rolls out of the way before we start the fight. Let's do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, totally. Uh, freaking amazing. Uh, I mean, Salem, no problem at all to understand. Uh, I think with that like natural 20 from Lizette, there's this momentary thing of telepathy as well. Uh, 
Salem, you know, I think without even having to like see this person, you know that this is Tubby, uh, that Herc and Yerk are people are like his kind of squad that roll up. Uh, and you know very clearly that uh, he has like, he's coming towards you guys. Yeah. And uh, I'm also aware that this is a Vereen establishment, not this a Grub Tongue one. This is a Vereen establishment, not a Grub Tongue one. Yeah. So, um, Salem's gonna look around and see if he can't, or to see if they can't spot any, uh, uh, Varenian enforcers or, or anything of the sort. I think with a 20, like two natural 20s and a 26, that is absolutely no problem. Jake the Cake is, uh, just like, it's not too busy right now, uh, but it's busy enough that there's like a fair number of people. Um, and Jake the Cake is just kind of busy right now polishing a glass um do you want to try to get his attention uh you know you know how like when you're getting a cat's attention with laser pointer you just like <laughs> you slowly sneak it in and then you wiggle it around a little bit i'm gonna do that but with dancing lights oh <laughs> <laughs> amazing make me just a, a persuasion check uh, i'm gonna say with advantage because that's amazing okay sounds good yeah i've got a uh, a let of persuasion. Oh, actually, even even lower. I've got a nine. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I think yeah. Your dancing lights appear, uh, and Jake the cake just like fully is like batting them away, but not like in a cat like fixated. Like I need to catch this thing. It's like oh, this is freaking annoying. Uh, who's who's messing around with my with my establishment? Oh, this is this is shit. And it's kind of looking around. I don't think with the nine. I don't think he quite sees that it's you who's doing it. Okay, well, in that case, then Salem unfolds themselves from their seat um, where they've been just sort of lounging and resigns to having to do it themselves. Okay. Uh, and I'll I'll just turn to the rest of the party, specifically London and Cricket, and say, I'll be right back. Just um, keep my seat warm for me. And uh, approach, approach Mr. Tubby as he's heading to the bar. Okay. I think, yeah, you stand up, and just as you do, uh, Tubby says, Well, 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 what have we here? Salem, what an establishment, what a, what a treat to find you here. Can't say I'm surprised. Oh, I know that you like a tipple, if, if you get to my drift. I mean, I usually do. Yeah, I can't say that. You should be surprised at finding me here. Care to join me for a drink at the bar? A good old drink between friends? Why not? Ah, good. good. Oh, your friends are here. That's that's lovely. Makes my job a lot easier. Oh, Very okay. perceptive of you. Oh, yeah. Been been looking for you. Uh, nice of you all to join together. Uh, sure did. Uh... Oh, you know, maybe we could also get some food. I'm getting a little bit peckish. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's go to the bar. I'll follow. Great. He leads you to the bar, um, and uh, he kind of signals for Jake's attention, uh, and you see Jake instantly, uh, like, sizes up what's going on, uh, or at least he recognizes Tubby as uh, a Grove Tongue Enforcer, and you see tension get into Jake's shoulders. Um, and he just kind of slowly puts down the glass that he's been cleaning with a rag, as all bartenders always do whenever you find them. Um, 
and uh, he just kind of walks over. Hey, um, this is a Vereen establishment. What uh, what you doing here? And Tubby just says, Oh, it's okay. I'm just having a drink with me friend here. And gestures at Salem. Salem, do you say anything? I... Uh, I quirk a brow over towards Jake. Okay. That's uh, it. All right. Uh, Jake says, Right, okay. Well, uh, you got, like, one drink, and then you're getting out of here. And if you cause any trouble, this becomes a family issue. You got that? All right? One's fine. More than that, and you and I are going to have words. Maybe I'll introduce you to my... Uh, my loud friend uh, and kind of just gently taps underneath the bar. Tubby puts up his hands. It's all right. It's all right. Just one drink then. We can get sustenance somewhere else. We can get some food somewhere else. But um, just uh, if it's only the one, let's make it a double. Uh, Scotch straight up uh, raises an eyebrow at Salem. Scotch works just fine for me. Great. great, great On the rocks, great. though, if you don't mind. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, likes it a little bit cooler. Oh, I like it. Very good, very good. Well, off you total, Jakes. Off you total. Uh, and Jake uh, looks pissed off, but you see he also clocks Herc and Yerk, who are now kind of at the other ends of the bar. Uh, and he just calmly toddles back and uh, pours two scotches, uh, one on the rocks for Salem, one without anything for Tubby, uh, and then he goes to the end of the bar uh, and you see he kind of like stands right near a phone. Uh, he doesn't pick it up but he does stand right near it. Well, drinks between friends then. Here's to you, to a very successful few weeks, Salem. Uh, and uh, Tubby raise, like holds up his glass and waits for you to cheers. Do you cheers? I look back to Tubby over the rim of the glass for just a second. They have been, haven't they? And then I'll cheers. Uh, clink, clink. Uh, he uh, takes a sip of his whiskey uh, and then takes a look back at your the table and he says well down to business then I've been assigned to deliver a message to you to, to uh, me in particular no one to each of you and uh, you happen to know where that Charlotte fellow is well I might do I might not I suppose if I do I can Pass, pass the message along to him myself. Great. Great. Well, that would make my job easier. Not that I'm going to say I'd owe you one because uh, that's you volunteering. It's not me asking. So, if you do that, and that's great, and things are nice and cozy between us. Oh, it's a lovely establishment, this. They've done some nice repairs. They have, haven't they? Yeah. It's been, um... Oh, it's a shame what happened to it a few weeks ago. 
Well, right shame. This is a nice place. Oh, it has only been a few weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. Seems like it's been a lot longer than that, but I suppose uh, time flies when you're tossing folks on their ass. <laughs> uh, he laughs at that, uh, kind of like reaches forward to slam a hand on the... Looks like he's about to like pat you on the back. Uh, and then just kind of like pulls his hand back. Right, maybe, maybe not. That's uh, yeah, it's a good one. I like it. So, down to business. Uh, the the message I've been sent to deliver right here. Uh, and he pulls out four envelopes, one addressed to each of you. Uh, he says, right, take these back to your companions, and then if you feel like you have any more questions. Me and me compatriots will be outside. Uh, and then he finishes his drink, uh, leaves the envelopes on the table, and gestures at Herc and Yerk uh, to follow him outside. Uh, as they're going, you just hear Yerk the troll say, oh, Boss, I-, I was hoping to have a drink myself. And Tubby's like, oh, No drinking on the job for you. Sorry, Yerk. Uh, and they walk out the bar. Poor Yerk. <laughs> I'm going to um, going to under my breath uh, cast false life on myself uh, at second level. Okay, and and then I'm going to open the envelope and read my letter before bringing them back to the rest of the party. Great, uh, your letter is addressed to you, uh, but then you see that there is um, like. It says to Salem and then to the new faded five. Welcome back to New Republica. I trust that your travels out of the city were not too bleak and that you were able to enjoy some time away from the corrupting influences of our fair city. It's been so long and we have quite a lot of unfinished business to discuss. Please join me at my humble home tomorrow night at nine for a refreshing after dinner catch up. I've included a little gift with my letter to demonstrate my keen interest in working with you. Sincerely, Milo, Drub, Grubtongue. Does the letter explode? Uh, the letter does not explode. Oh, okay, good. Uh, yes. And uh, you don't see any any gift or anything in the me- in the letter. It seems like it's just the paper right now. I'm going to open up everybody else's too and read them. Cool. They are all the exact same except they okay. were like, yeah, their names instead of yours. And there's no gift in any of them. There's no gift in any of them. Um, and you actually see, I think looking at this, uh, you see that uh, there's kind of like tear marks as if maybe there was a gift attached to the letters that have been separated for potentially like ease of transportation. Now, time to go uh, talk to Tubby, I suppose. But first, uh, I'll return back to the rest of the party and hand over the letters. Lomlin's gonna quickly read through it and kind of scrunch her face a bit and say, Why on earth would we want to work with them? Well, they. I mean, I wouldn't. (laughs) But they might have a lot of money. Who cares about money? I mean, we're, they wanted to kill us. Why would we? No, I, why are we? No, we're not humoring this, are we? 
I think I mean, it might be quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? I mean, no, fun? I, I, I would lose that to you. But we don't owe them anything. We can just move on, and if they give us trouble, we can give them trouble right back. What is well, I mean. the exact verbiage of the letter? Uh, welcome back to New Republica. I trust that your travels out of the city were not too bleak and that you were able to enjoy some time away from the corrupting influence of our fair city. It's been so long and we have quite a lot of unfinished business to discuss. Please join me at my humble home tomorrow night at 9 for a refreshing after-dinner catch-up. I've included a little gift with my letter to demonstrate my keen interest in working with you. Sincerely, Milo Drub Grubtung. Can I investigate what the gift might be? Uh, yeah. Uh, make me an investigation check. Because I feel like if people that read that should be like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, that is a um twenty-six. A twenty-six. Uh. Again, you see that, like, those tear marks where the paper has been torn as if there was, like, something attached to each of the letters. Um, and I think uh, with a 26 as well, uh, you see that, like, there's kind of, like, a smudge where the paper was torn uh, from the gift being taken off. And the smudge very much matches, um, like... I think with a 26, you kind of look, think back to you, like your observation of Tubby and you see some of like the greasiness on his fingers from like, he usually is like usually eating chips and fish and stuff, very greasy food. And this smudge is very much like food oil. So he took a gift in other words. Uh, you have the feeling he took your gifts. Yes. Well, I... A federal offense. That's mail fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Is it fraud if it's not through the official post? Do we have a federal state? <laughs> do we, <have laughs> we do. Yeah, we're, yeah, it's it's a uh, New Republica is the capital of the New Empire. So oh, yeah, the yeah, New Republic. Yeah. Maybe we should go give them a, a quick hellozy. Maybe uh, maybe it was an accident. Is Tubby still in the bar? Uh, Tubby, Herc, and Yerk all left the bar. Uh, they were told by uh, by Jake the Cake to have one drink and get out. And so they didn't want to provoke anything yet. Uh, but they did say that they would be waiting outside if you had any questions. Lizette's going to book it outside. <laughs> I will join you. Oh, long one's coming. <laughs> Lizette, we're going on an adventure. <laughs> I'm stopping for a drink at the bar first. <laughs> okay, great. Uh... I think uh, seeing you come over, Jake, it just slides a drink down the bar to you so you can grab it as you're passing. I, I hold up a second finger. <laughs> uh, he's like, right, fine. Uh, and he pours another drink, slides it down the bar to you. Uh, I wink I wink over at Jake uh, and toss him. Uh, oh God, I guess like it's not easy to toss a five. Like you can't just toss five gold at somebody. Um, I mean, you I'll can do I'll it. Slap a, I'll slap a platinum down on the bar and uh, keep walking. Hey, all right. I'll cover your tab for several weeks there, Salem. Uh, as you keep going, uh, as the rest of you step out with Salem hot on your heels, just a couple seconds behind, um, you see in the alley outside the back of the bar, uh, in a nice dark alley, uh, you see 
tubby, uh, sitting there smoking a hand-rolled cigarette, um, and with a bag of like fish and chips in his hand. It seems like in the minute or two since he left, he's already managed to find food. Um, and he's alternating between smoking and putting chips in his mouth. Uh, and Herc and Yurk are just standing there. Um, and you actually see that Herc uh, is kind of looking uh, in jealousy at the fish and chips. Um, but uh, they're just kind of standing there. Uh, as you approach, Tubby says, Oh, hello. Uh, welcome outside. I uh, trust you've read your letters then. Yes, and it seems that there was a um, missing item in all of our letters. <laughs> right, right. My bad, my bad. Um, you know, that's me. That's I'm a big old dunce. I didn't want to... Uh, oh, they just take up so much room in me pockets. Uh, Herc, Yurk, which one of you did I give it to? Um, and Yurk's like, well, you gave it to me. And uh, he pulls out uh, four objects. Um, and he says, well, this one is addressed to uh, Lonlin. And kind of looks around, uncertain which one is Lonlin. Lonlin will raise her hand <laughs> like a toddler being like... <laughs> <laughs> like a teacher calling out names being like hey raise your hand if you're here <laughs> awesome and he he walks over to you and he hands you a little like brown paper bag uh with something in it uh this one is for cricket yes me right here you go uh he's like right up beside you hands you a, a paper bag uh for salem I hoist both glasses and then I pass one to Lizette. <laughs> Take it without looking. <laughs> right. Oh, great. And then by process of information, it must be that you are Lizette. Uh, and takes uh, a little bow. Uh, Yurk is the troll uh, wearing like the mishmashed clothing um, and doesn't have a hat on, but like does the hand gesture for raising a hat uh, and uh, just stands beside you kind of with a dopey grin on his face. Um, as you open up your packages, you see that what has been handed out is um, a broken multi-tool uh, for Longland, which looks very familiar to you. This is like one of your father's tools, very clearly. Um, for Cricket, it is a crushed fascinator uh, with the letters EC monogrammed inside. Uh, for Lisette, a broken pair of glasses that are roughly halfling sized. Uh, you can see like a curly hair in like kind of where they fold in the hinge. Uh, and then a thorny rose stem without any petals for Salem. Lizette immediately grabs the troll. I... <laughs> I... Yes? I, uh... Uh, I think, Lizette, you have immediately grabbed the troll... Can everybody please roll initiative? Yeah. Can, we, yeah. can we go back and not have a serious game? <laughs> I regret this. <laughs> Jesus. Um. <sighs> All right. Uh, this has been my one good initiative roll. <laughs> uh, it makes sense. <laughs> initiative. Uh, Lizette, what did you get? I got a 18. <laughs> 18. All right. 
Uh, Lawman? I got a 14. All right. Cricket? Uh, 16. Uh, 13 from Salem. 13 from Salem. Great. Uh, as Lizette, you reach up and grab Yurk. Yurk's just like, Hey, come on now, that's not very nice. And Tubby says, Right, well, I guess we're doing this. Um, and Lizette, uh, you are up first. I'm going to use a new spell I just got. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Lizette's going to... How far away is Tubby from me? Uh, they Probably like 20 feet. Like, not very far. Okay. Um, I am going to, like, s- snap my head to look at him and cast Innervation. Oh, shit. Yeah, Innervation. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, touching a target, you can see within range to drain the life from it, a tendril of inky darkness reaches out from you. The target must make a de- dexterity saving throw. All right. Not super dexterous. But he did get a natural 20. God damn it. He still takes two what? product damage. Uh, I think we have a house rule, my friend. Natural 20s oh, right. are... Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I think you go to, like, enervate him, and just, like, the chip grease on his entire body, basically, like, your spell hits him and then just slips right off. Oh, my God. Uh, and he's just like, oh, right, sure. that's interesting. Um, very interesting. What is there any other effects besides uh, the damage? Well, it's the damage and then I would regain the hit points. Right. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think you, the only thing you regain is this gross feeling of having eaten too many chips. I down the rest of the drink the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other actions on your turn? I think I'm just Lizette's just going to keep staring at him just go you better start talking. You better start explaining what the fuck is going on here. All right. Uh, I think you're, you say that, and uh, Yurk uh, says, Right, so what's happening is that I was given packages, and I delivered them to you, and then you grab my collar. I squeeze him a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. Uh, he is going to take uh, a look at Tubby, um, and you actually see um, there's resignation in Yurk's face. Yurk doesn't actually want to be doing this. Uh, and actually, with a natural 20, I'm going to say Yurk uh, is just going to hold his turn. Uh, and he's just like, look, let's everybody take a deep breath and calm down. Right? In and out. And in and out. And cricket, it's your turn. Perfect. Um... I am going to jump 75 feet into the air and then land right on uh, the central guy's face with my blades. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, yeah. Uh, I mean, go make your first attack with advantage because that's insane. (laughs) I just jump. I'm imagining if we're like, uh, if there's buildings like close by, I just jump from the buildings uh, uh, back. And then as I kind of reach the pinnacle, I just start dropping and just my, my, uh, my sword just goes straight into him. Well, hope they hit. Uh, First attack is going to be a 21. Uh, 21 is going to hit. Perfect. Uh, I'm also going to be using uh, defensive flourish here. All right. Oh, God. So I only deal 11 damage with this one. Okay. 
but with my second attack, it's going to be a dirty 20. Oh my god, dirty 20! Uh, and then with my second attack, I was going to be using one of the other uh, um, blade ones, the mobile flourish, where I kind of push him further into, um, I guess, our group slash away from his friends. Uh, I'm I'm pushing him five feet, I think, uh, or seven feet, but yeah. And that's going to be dealing 16 damage on the second hit. Okay. Snap. And as my bonus action, I'm also going to swing upwards with my other uh, longsword and use slashing flourish at the same time. <laughs> God, uh, holy shit. That's likely not going to be hitting because it's an only, only 11. So I, I don't use that last uh, part of the inspo. Uh, that, uh, that last one, as you're going to slash in, um, again, some of that grease uh, from his chips uh, is just like kind of like coating your blade and just makes it hard to hold onto a little bit. And it just kind of turns in your head. You kind of slap into his belly, uh, but not enough to any, do any damage, unfortunately. Okay, so how did the jumping 75 feet go? Because I was also intending to take that full damage along with him. Oh, shit. Like, literally landing on him. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm going to give him a dexterity saving throw to get out of your way, um, which he fails. Uh, <laughs> so 75 feet, uh, we will do 6d6 of damage, and it'll be split between you. All right. Let's go! One... 6, 12, 13, 14. Oh, those are bad rolls. And then uh, 18. You each take 9 points of damage. Uh, and he is not looking so good. Where is Ampium? He's, I think, just in response to both of those, uh, is going to just say, you're interrupting my dinner. And, um, well, that's not so good. And that's his accent totally out the window. Uh, Lonlin, you you speak while I recover. <laughs> um, Lonlin is still in shock of the multi-tool that she's holding. And how big is this multi-tool? Is it like a Swiss army knife size? Or like, how big is this? Uh, it'd be like, like a Leatherman size. It's like, you know, it's just something that your father would carry around uh, that could be used to kind of uh, tighten multiple different screws or like, cut things open it's very much multi-tool it's a hand tool it's like yeah seven inches long basically by about three inches wide at the most okay um longlin is going to follow yerk's advice and take in a few deep breaths and then she's going to rage and she's <laughs> going to take the sharpest part of the multi-tool and come wait, at going to rage? wait what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a woman! oh my god uh, this is the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, you're you're attacking whom? Tubby. <laughs> like, Tubby? I'm gonna just move. Like, I don't even care about his henchmen. I'm moving for Tubby. Perfect. Uh, Yurk rolled... Uh, I gave Yurk a wisdom save to see if he wanted to attack. He rolled a natural 20, so he doesn't want to attack. So Yurk is uh, just gonna let you go. Just just try to breathe. Okay. Looks like it's made you worse. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and then you go and attack Tubby. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, and yeah, Herc is right beside Tubby, so he can't do anything. Uh, make your um, attacks. I don't know what kind of attack this would be. Is it? I would say this is essentially a dagger. A dagger? It's yeah. D4, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I would. you're definitely proficient with daggers. 
Yeah, sorry, I've never, I'm not used to playing Barbarians. I have to like reread re what Rage does. Uh, um, I mean, Rage, you know, makes you pretty much impossible for a DM to kill uh, and also gives you plus two to your damage. Uh, oh, that's a nat 20. <laughs> that's a nat 20? That's a nat 20. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Jesus Holy that's shit. That's amazing. Uh, oh, I'm so roll angry. your damage. Oh my God. Um. Uh, oh my god, okay, those are Okay, yeah, that's eight. So, ten damage. Uh, plus your plus your strength mod. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, okay. that is, I think it's a plus five. So that's fifteen in total? I believe yeah. I can math, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you take this multi-tool, you fly into a rage, you, like, move forward, and you just stab into Tubby's Actually, can you please describe what you do as you knock Tubby down to zero hit points? Oh my I, god, let's I'm go. Going, I'm let's going for the go. jugular. I am just like consistently stabbing him in the throat. Just screaming. Oh shit. Uh, I, he has a feature um, that if he drops to zero, he regains one hit point, or he only drops one hit point instead. But uh, you have multi attack. attack. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think, like, you knock him to zero, uh, and you're, like, flying at him. Make your next attack at advantage, if you weren't before. I wasn't before. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's probably not... Okay, so I got a one and a six, so that's 15 to hit? Oh, 15 hits. This guy, he's he's wearing just, like, regular clothes. Uh, he had an AC of 12. Uh, cricket missed by one. Uh, and... <laughs> Which is why, he, like, he slapped him in the stomach. Uh, but yeah, you go into a rage and just uh, into the jugular, and uh, he tries to start saying something witty, um, but you just stab in, and like, as his eyes flutter close and then snap back open, your day, your multi tool digs back in again. I'm I'm just sitting on top of him, just going at it. Oh shit! Uh, perfect, Salem. It is now your turn. And he's down to zero. He he's is, two henchmen on the sides. He is down to zero. There are the two henchmen on the side, one of whom didn't want violence at first. I'm going to look towards the two that are still here. And clutching the rose, I'm just going to take a couple of steps towards them. This is our message back to Milo. We'll meet with him. But if anything has happened, anything at all, I promise you that I will not stop until the name Grubtongue has been erased from the lips of everyone in this town. I will not stop until Milo's home is a burning pile of wreckage not suitable to be pissed on. Oh shit. Take make, his head. Make me an intimidation check with advantage. Uh, I'm going to... I mean, it was a decent roll, but I'm still going to spend my... Uh, I'm going to say if you use your inspiration, on it. roll yeah. advantage on the inspiration as well. So okay. you're essentially rolling four dice and taking the highest. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Alright, 16. Okay. Uh, with a 16, uh, I think you see 
Yerk, uh, the troll, like puts his hands up and says, I shall deliver your message. I'm sorry that things got so heated. Uh, and Herc, uh, the ogre, just, <gasps> uh, and then kind of nods, uh, looks down at the ground, uh, and it's his turn. He's just going to bend down, pick up the remains of the fish and chips, and start eating them as he walks away. Uh, and with that, uh, we're definitely out of initiative unless you guys want to finish off Herc and Yurk. No, they're they're chill. Longman, are you quite done? Longman is still going at it. She is just like just absolutely pissed. I'm going to give Lonlin her space for a moment. I'm going to try and like see if anyone's looking at us and either try and like block their view or like convince them to leave. Okay. Uh, you see that uh, there's only one person looking at you. It's like a little kid. Oh no. Um, <laughs> uh, they're like four years old. Uh, they've got like the biggest eyes right now. Uh, and they're just like looking at you. You see that they had like, uh, a drink in their hand uh, as you look over they just drop the drink um, their pants become wet but not because the drink spilt uh, and then they just say um I'm, I'm going to I... run towards the kid very quickly <laughs> and grab hold of him and then cast modify memory oh shit oh my <laughs> god, god. <laughs> uh, make a wisdom saving throw please please I don't mean, pass it I don't want you to be traumatized okay what is your DC? A 16? Oh, thank God. Uh, he rolled a 16, but he's a kid. I'm going to give him a minus two. Yeah, good idea. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to... running towards this kid, and he starts freaking out. Uh, I rolled a luck check to see if there was anyone looking, and there was a natural one. So I was like, well, it's a little innocent kitty. Uh, oh, I'm uh, going to modify his memory. So instead, he actually saw a traveling circus and it was a really good day for him instead of witnessing this murder. Uh, yeah, you modify memory. Uh, and he's like, wow, you must be a magician. I mommy, am. Mommy, I saw a traveling circus. Just just go run away and don't... Uh, we're, we're practicing. We can't let anyone else see. So don't don't let anyone else come down this street for like the next... I look back over to Lonlin. Five to ten minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, this kid uh, runs away, like skips down the street. The happiest little kid you've ever seen uh, who just like... And like, I think like your modified memory is so good. Like he's like holding as if like he's got like cotton candy in his hand and he's eating and he's like, num num. I love cotton candy. Uh, and it's just skipping down the street no one go down this way people are hosting and it's supposed to be a secret uh and just like yeah runs down that street no one else is around and watching and i think let's take a five minute break and oh can we'll... i do one oh, yeah. last thing before that absolutely um london i think has probably not left much of his neck yeah yeah no okay i, I want to take his head off <laughs> uh yeah you can absolutely take his head off in this 1920s inspired world of <laughs> you know relatively modern society but yeah go ahead decapitate someone uh i, I feel love like it. i've done worse to people that, you know what that's fair that's true it just it he, feels like yeah he's already dead i'm sending a message <laughs> uh i and i'm going to take his head All right. and i am going to um cast haste 
on myself. And I am going to move uh, ideally so fast that they don't see me and leave his head on that plate of fish and chips. Oh, oh my god! Uh, just make me a, a sleight of hand or a stealth check, please. I'll make a stealth check. All right. I'm going to say plus four because of the haste. Sure. Yeah. Uh, then the total is 19. All right. Uh, you... Uh, the head uh, like just appears on the fish and chips uh, and you he see Herc like recoil say uh, and then he just kind of picks around and starts eating the the chips that aren't touching the blood but you see he looks very sad most of the chips are touching blood <laughs> it's just ketchup don't worry <laughs> uh, he tries to like eat it Whoa. not ketchup uh but he he's like i think yeah they're around a corner at this point um he looks around trying to see what like what happened what's going on uh doesn't uh but you're i think you just as you're like running away you just hear yurk say right um disquieting but let's if you will pardon the pun head back to base <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love I love this troll. He's <laughs> like Korg. I yes. Yeah. 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 The little rocky guy. The Dirty Twenties podcast is sponsored this week by Kitty's Delivery Service. When you have important news that needs to get somewhere fast, don't lose your head, use your head. Kitty's Delivery Service promises to get the message to the intended party on time at a fraction of the cost of other delivery services. Our low, low prices go for the jugular of our competitors, as does the competency of our team. So. Hire Kitty's Delivery Service for your next important correspondence, and don't lose your head. We are also sponsored this week by Dr. Ramblepim's Marvelous and Magnificent Mobile Miracle Menagerie, coming soon to New Republica. Jugglers, acrobats, fortune tellers, magics unlike anything you've seen before, and the most unique, amazing, and unbelievable beasties and monstrosities in the world. And all of it is coming to you. But only for a limited time. Blink and you'll miss it. So look for the blue and gold tents in the fields beyond Zedzaker in two days time and be prepared to disbelieve your senses. Well, welcome back from break. We return to the scene of the alley. Uh, the fallen corpse, headless now, of Tubby on the ground underneath a seething Lonlin. What would you guys like to do? I'm going to hand Lonlin the flask. As soon as something else comes into her vision, 
she's going to snap out of her rage and look at the headless body under her. And she's going to drop the multi-tool, stumble off of him, go behind some trash cans, and just go be sick. <laughs> yep. Do you, do you need your hair held back, Lundlin? It's like shoulder length. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it anyway just to support you. Oh. <laughs> what? what? What happened? Um, you're raged. Um, don't worry. We'll make sure everyone gets out safely. Don't worry, I, I, I murdered, where's the head? Um, that's actually a good question. Would we have seen the head get, like, hauled? I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't hasted when I dropped the head yeah. off, so. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, I just kind of point to Salem. Where's the head? It's on an express delivery. Salem is um, being mildly sick in the corner of the after effects of the haste. Okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, like, Lonlin is freaking out. <laughs> She's just gonna repeat okay a bunch of times. Hmm. Um, I, my first thought after everything was to go to Aloysius, but I don't know if that's safe, actually. I figure the faster that we get there, the less casualties will be made. Yeah. I, for one, would quite enjoy ending a bloodline this evening. With pieces of shit like this, it's about sending a message. The grub tongues have been at our heels for more than a month now. And I have had enough of it. If we show up and murder the whole lot, they're just going to think we're deranged. That's not going to stop them. But if we beat them at their own game, well. How do we do that? Are they are they into doing drugs? Like dealing it? Or... Is it just taking control of area? How did they get the money? Can we shut down their supply? Not unless we want to crash every single train line in and out of New Republica. I mean, that could be an option. At that point, that goes back to the ranged bit, though. I've never been afraid of looking deranged. Not going to start now. It's not just about you, Lizette. It's about whomever that is. With a gesture towards what you're holding in your hands. The spectacles, right? Yes. This for if the glasses mean what I think it means. Oh, sorry, what I know it means. I know most things. I'm assuming the items you're all holding and or wielding mean a very similar thing. It might be in our best interest to enlist the MacGuffins for that purpose. I was worried about going to the MacGuffins, actually. What if they're waiting for us to go there? 
they've got traps or something. If we start communicating with them, maybe everyone else dies. I mean, these glasses already tell me that they've been in MacGuffins, at least. We knew about Bleak Spire. I mean, they're, they're going to find out either way. When a fire is raging out of control, you don't stop it with water. You fight fire with fire. I think we go to the Vereen. They owe us. And I don't mind going into debt to them if it means helping our friends. I can pull on a favor too. Um, what's his name? I also might be able to pull in a couple favors. I so, might know one or two people. Then go cash your checks. Okay. What do we tell them to do? We don't want them breaking down the front door until after we've walked in. We need them ready. And we need them willing and able. But we have to wait until after we're inside and we can guarantee that we can get our friends and family back out. So... We tell them to follow us in. And then we walk into the lion's mouth. No objections here. Yeah. Can't really find any holes in a plan like that. I've been to the Grubtongue's estate recently. I can give uh, detailed information to whomever we bring aboard. And I have one more suggestion, but... Uh, I think it'll work best if only one person has to lie about it. Cricket, if you would. Y Just yeah. over to the side. Of course. I'll follow along. Can you disguise other people like you disguise yourself? Um, not really. But I can make people both invisible uh, and modify the memories of other individuals. All right. Um, actually, yeah. quick question to Marcus. Yeah, of course. I haven't used my other fifth level spell. Okay. Is there anything I could do to change what I had learned? Well, considering you just leveled up, um, I'm going to say because you haven't used your other fifth level spell, uh, if you would like to change it to, say, I don't know, seeming, Yep. Uh, then, yes, you absolutely could. Okay. I'm just going to say you could do that. I'm going to actually kind of put up a finger to Salem, and I take out a small journal, like a, a notebook. This was back when I was a student. I've been using it ever since. It's how I've been improving my spells. It's not out of the question. I could turn a few people, actually, into someone else. You just need to give me some time. Good. Well, then here's what I want you to do. I need everybody in our party to look like somebody else in our party. Or at least quite a few of them. You can keep your own appearance. In fact, maybe it would be best if you did, since you've got the golden tongue. And we're going to need to make a fourth person look like me. 
because I don't want them getting the drop on us. I'm going to go in through a separate entrance and I'm going to find our family and friends and I'm going to get them out. But it needs to look like I'm walking in the front door. So long as they can't see through illusions, this will work. Um, so we need a fourth person. Oh, I had that conversation with Cricket oh, off to sorry, one side. Sorry, so, never mind. Specifically <laughs> so that nobody else other than Cricket would have to make deception checks about it. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, and I are having our own conversation about needing a fourth person yeah. off to the side. Sidebars! Sidebars! Side 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 you think we need a fourth person, Lillian? Yeah, Lillian, I really think that we do need a fourth person. <laughs> um, There's a sidebar. We cut away to a sidebar of uh, just Pierre sitting alone in an apartment. Pierre! Uh, <laughs> Just, oh, I wonder if anybody's speaking about me. Uh, <laughs> what did Pierre do for his time? <laughs> uh, Pierre's been working on his buttling. Um, he also, oh, man. Uh, he picked up, he only picked up one side job. Uh, he'll tell you about it later. Oh my God, that, he, he must have been improving his sidekick skills. He took a class. <laughs> how, to be be- how to be a better butler. How to be a better assister. How, how to, to buttle help. butter. How to buttle better. I love it. The buttle butter buttle butler better uh, course. It's the Butterworth's better butter better butler butter better oh whatever. <laughs> we'll write it down eventually when he uh, comes back. Double buttle toil and trouble. <laughs> Sweep the corners and set the sheets. Um, uh, would yeah. Pierre work as the extra? Well, if we make him look like Lonlin. That's probably the best bet. We could do that. uh, Swap it up. I I mean, I I don't really care who looks like who else, but I reckon if they have plans to deal with us and... Wait, wouldn't they potentially know who Pierre is if they know all of our escapades? That means we need Uh, another one. I mean, maybe, but I don't don't think that it would be untoward for us not to bring Pierre. Uh, also, just butting in as the DM, there were, like, Tubby did only mention you four and Shardlow. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Okay. Yeah. Old info. No, fair enough. We could uh, we could even have Pierre look like Shardlow. That could work. That could work a lot, actually. Look, I'll leave that to you, Cricket. I trust you that you can handle this. I... I need to go talk to some crime bosses, I suppose. Wait, so I apologize. If we're hiding this from the rest of the group? We're hiding the fact that I'm not with the group from the rest of the group. So you're going to need to cast the seeming, I suppose, before I'm, before everybody's together, I suppose. Which means that we will need to find one more, other than just Pierre. Because we'll need to cast seeming for... Pierre to look like Shardlow and for somebody to look like me. I might be able to... Let's go... Do you know anybody? Maybe we could get that uh, the friendly moose back again? <laughs> the Canadian <laughs> dwarf? <laughs> I mean, that'd be great, but uh, look, I reckon between the lot of you, you've got some favors you can pull in. I, yeah, I I can do something. I I have a, an idea. Don't worry. You've got this. Thank you. I appreciate hey, it. Cricket. Yeah. 
We're going to get our family back, all right? Yeah, we are. We will. I promise. All right. Um, let's start going. I'll tell right. the group to start pulling it off Avis then. You got it. I'll clap you on the shoulder and uh, call out towards Lizette and London. Hey, I'm going to go and contact the Vereens. Is there anything else you need from me before I do? Don't do anything stupid. Be careful. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I can't do anything stupid. I, I'm brilliant. <laughs> By definition, everything I do is clever. I don't know, that thing you pulled with the Fargue is quite idiotic. <laughs> well, you know, it worked out just fine in the end, didn't it? Uh, just fine is subjective. Anyway, uh, go do your thing. You got it. See you all tonight. Are we just meeting there? Where are we meeting? Uh, don't worry, I, I, I'll handle the details. I think I actually got it. Um, we're gathering people. No, but where are we meeting? Where, are we, where, where could everyone? I be? Well, that's actually a valid question. I'm going to cast a message to Salem as they're running away. Um, are we meeting up tonight, let's say at 9pm, and then going in? Salem pauses for a second and whispers back such that, you know, right, only Cricket can hear it. I I'm not going to be there, Cricket. You can choose. I have to get into the place ahead of time. Don't you also... I'll cast another message. Don't you also need me to seam you? Into what? Well, didn't you want to be seen? Oh, no, because you want someone else to be... Okay, I get it now. Yes. Okay. You got this, Cricket. I look towards the team, and I've just kind of, like, blink a few times. We're going there at nine. Nine o'clock. Okay. Right. I, it's get it gets dark around that point. There should be a little less uh, obse observation, and it's not like we're going at the crack of midnight, which is I feel a bit stereotypical. <laughs> and we'd hate to do that. Yeah, we want to yeah. catch him by surprise. Um, well, it we... also gives us ample time to get everyone ready. Let's meet up, say, back at the bar again once we've gathered our people and pulled in our favors. All okay. right. Okay, great. Uh, so let's say for the sake of this, it's about four in the afternoon. So you got about five hours to kind of talk to the people you need to talk to, to in order to be back tonight at nine. Uh, just as a reminder, the note did say tomorrow at nine. So you guys are going a full day early, yep. which totally cool. Just letting y'all know. Um, and uh, so who would, uh, so uh, Salem, you're going to go talk to the Vereens? You got it. All right. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty easy. I mean, you did just leave a Vereen establishment, or you could go find someone higher up, whatever you would like. I'll tag on strings. I've got the criminal contact feature, so I'll, I'll pull on that until I can find a way to uh, get an invite. Or at least, um, if not an invite, then a way in the front door. Okay, great. Um, and uh, you, I think, yeah, with your criminal contact, you can easily find a way into kind of one of the like second seconds in command of the Vereen family. Um, oh, that's fine. And uh, what do you say to uh, this um, fairly like 
elegant looking uh female elf uh of the Vereens. I'm going to suggest to this elf that after everything that happened back at Irene's, the grub tongues have been getting uppity. And that they need a proper dressing down. The families run New Republica, not one family, but three families. And since the Vereens were given a bloody nose, it seems only fair to respond in kind. Uh, make me a persuasion check with advantage for the compelling argument. All right. We've got a dirty 20. Oh, now. Woo hoo! Uh, a dirty 20. Um, you make this argument. Uh, you see that Ilya Vereen smiles. My dear. Very good. I applaud both your determination and your reasoning tell us what to do and we would be happy to um, bloody the nose of the grub tongues as you say i can probably provide you with 10 of our forces at short notice 10 should suffice quite nicely Excellent. and i'll tell i'll tell them to uh to wait outside the uh milo's manor okay and uh wait for a signal and they'll know it when they hear it okay great uh yeah ten vereen have been committed uh to wait for a signal outside of the grub tongues uh excellent lisette who would you like to contact if anybody i think lisette's gonna go to angie all right hey uh, what's up? So, all right. Uh, some shit has gone down, and it seems that the reason that I was in witness to protection to begin with has reared its terribly ugly head. And we're essentially performing a storm against Milo Grubtongue. And... Oh shit, babe. Oh, babe, that's new. Uh, yeah, we'll sorry, trying it out. You know what? It felt kind of awkward on my on my tongue. You know, I'm sorry, Lisa. No, no, I, I, it, I, I liked it. It's oh, oh, great, just, cool. Just I mean, I kind of liked it too. But, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, cool. Uh, sorry. Oh shit. Right, babe. inevitable death. Um. Yeah. So uh, we're. I. I just. I. We need backup. I'm right there. And yes, you're you're lovely. We need more backup, and I'm not thrilled about it. But we might need to ask our fathers for help. Are you? Oh shit! It's bad. Okay. Quite um, bad. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, and then. Yeah, you kind of make your way to an area where you know your father typically hangs out. Um, can you describe this area that your father would normally hang out in, where he might be found? Kind of in stark contrast to Lizette's mom's kind of like fun, arty vibe. It's very sort of like underground, seedy, serious, like very up 
higher up gang. It's a very small gang, but at the same time, very bougie, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It's, they've got like desire or like uh, aspirations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. Um, yeah, it's like this bougie establishment. Um, your father uh, and yeah, and Angie's father, uh, they're not officially part of any of the families, but they are subcontractors, you might say, to all of the families. And they'll kind of, they've got their own little, like, small little area of turf, um, but they will also, like, hire out to do stuff for each of the three, uh, well, the four families, though the fourth is still the smallest. Um, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I think as you approach you, it takes like a little bit of time, but eventually like Angie and you are let in, uh, and you see, uh, your father, um, wearing, uh, like quite a fancy, like smoking jacket, um, sitting in this dark, uh, like wood paneled room, um, with like the scent of cigar smoke, like permeating every aspect of it there's like that permanent like layer of haze for like the top inch of the ceiling there's just so much smoke and there's always been so much smoke in this room um and uh he's sitting there uh playing uh crib with uh angie's father and uh as you come in ah oh, lisette my dear darling holy shit Lizette, my dear darling daughter, uh, has the whole thing of like, you're alive. Oh my God, what the hell? Um, is kind of like, goes like crazy on that for a little bit. Um, Shut up for like two seconds. Yes, we've been <laughs> over this. I've done this a couple of times already. This is a very time sensitive matter, father. I need people, help, something. Uh, perfect. <sighs> Uh, make me a persuasion check for your dad. That is a 24. 24. Amazing. Uh, with a 24, uh, your dad says, well, wouldn't normally go so openly against one of the families, but for my darling daughter who's been missing for a year, oh my God. You're back. Say, darling uh, daughter, one more time. I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> oh, you are so adorable when you get angry. Oh, I've always found it so cute. Uh, and uh, he promises to uh, provide eight people that can help. It's kind of like who he can survive, who he can supply. Um, he will be amongst them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well. I, it would be an honor to see what you can do and to render you the service. And then, of course, this one is on the house. And then we can always discuss future cooperation at a later date. My darling daughter. I turn to Angie, like, out loud, and I'm like, I already regret this. This was a bad <laughs> idea. I'm pretty sure that you would have been just fine. Anyways, <laughs> let's go. I'm just going to grab Angie's wrist and just drag him out. Uh, he just says, hey, uh, bye, Dad. Uh, and then the door closes and uh, you guys head out. Uh, Longlin, who would you like to talk to, if anybody? Would I know if Valera is around in town? 
Ooh, okay. That is, I'm going to say, first of all, that is going to be a straight up luck check. Um, and then I think it's going to be uh, just a wisdom plus proficiency check uh, to get in contact with her if she is in town. Okay. I'm going to inspire that. That's even worse. So uh, 11. Uh, 11? Uh, mm -hmm. Is that the luck check? Yes. Uh, with an 11 on the luck check, you think she's probably in town, um, but you haven't like had direct contact with her in a while. So mm -hmm. it's very possible she's left. This is kind of like up in the air. It's all going to come down to, I think, this wisdom plus proficiency check uh, to just see <laughs> if you know how to get in contact with her. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Uh, plus proficiency. Yeah, that's seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think Longlin, you go to uh one of your mother's old haunts, one of the places out of which she used to operate. Um, you find some people that you know have worked with her in the past. Um, and it takes you about an like a couple three hours. So it's like you know you've got five. It takes you maybe two and a half hours. So basically half of your time just to kind of find that she is actually in town um, and that you can contact her. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, you eventually make your way to your mom uh, and you make your way to your mother. And she, first of all, is incredibly surprised to see you. I just want to oh. point out, I'm still drenched in blood from earlier because <laughs> I didn't change. <laughs> oh my darling, daughter Lonlin. What's going you on? Honey, oh, you come to your senses. You you come to work with Shut mom? up. You don't get to call me that. You're going to help me fix a problem and I'm not asking, I'm telling. Okay. Uh, make me either a persuasion or intimidation check, whichever you'd prefer. Uh, that's... I feel like that's intimidation, even though persuasion is better. <laughs> um, ooh, uh, 12? <laughs> Do you have inspo? I used it on my life <laughs> check. <laughs> my darling daughter, that's the wrong accent again. Marcus, come on. <laughs> well... Longlin, is that any way to speak to your mother? Now, we have been over this. If you come talking to me, you come with respect. You see? Respect. Yes. First of all, you're not my mother. Second of all, my dad is in danger, and you need to fucking help me. You owe me that at least. Honey. Why didn't you just ask? You didn't need to come in here all hot and bothered and demanding. I love you. Of course I would do whatever I could, and if my estranged husband has found himself in hot water, then what? who would I be if I refused to come in with a bucket of cold water upon which to douse him? Are you talking out of your ass right now? You were estranged because you were left. You left us and you abandoned him. Meet here at this time and I'm going to like jot 
the address down and the time, and I'm just going to slam it on her desk. Okay. Uh, she's going to say, well, years of no contact, and you come in barging in, and it's enough to break a mug's heart, but that's okay. I can deal, and I would be happy to help you in this way if you give me a hug just one little hug from your mom you know what yeah she will go up to her with open arms and give her the tightest bear hug until it kind of hurts a little okay uh you your mom like instantly like like is in pain uh, and then as soon as she starts to relax and kind of like enjoy the hug um she kind of like you feel that softening do you let it go on any longer nope yeah didn't she, think so no <laughs> uh perfect um your mom promises uh to bring four people with her perfect and as soon as i get her word on that i'm gonna leave okay cool uh, and Cricket, who would you like to speak to? Okay. Um, so remember back in session two where I saved a, a few people's lives? Uh, Big Dave owes me a favor, and I have, like, in, uh, like, all capitals, will kill someone. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, yeah! Big Dave! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. That is fantastic. Uh, I cannot remember what big dave sounded like so he's just gonna become whoever he is exactly uh, i think yeah. it's pretty easy to find big dave um this like big rhino guy uh uh you uh find him and he's just like <gasps> cricket my friend hello can i do something for you yeah um have you come <laughs> To ask me to kill someone. Well, uh, Big Dave, it's nice to see you again, first off, but... Right, yeah. where are my manners? Uh, gives you a big hug. Oh, uh, God! Uh, gives you a big hug, and then just, like, holds, like, hands on your shoulders, pushes you away, looks into your eyes. Is it time? Forget. Yeah. Is it it's time? It's time. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> And oh god <laughs> big dave is fully on board and like gestures around uh no persuasion check needed because big dave owed you a favor uh a gestures around to like four other people who are just like part of his posse and uh he just starts like pounding his chest and uh kind of like in intimidation of the way or in imitation sorry of the way you like do musical percussion um, oh. and he's just like doing like a steady beat and then he kind of raises an eyebrow at you. I'll join in. I wasn't even going to hesitate, actually, once I figured out what he was doing. <laughs> and uh, Big Dave is all on board as uh, all of you gather your people. You come back together. It is getting close to nine o'clock that night. Tensions are high. And we are going to pick that up next week. Oh, the siege! <laughs> the siege! <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. Tune in next
it's time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. What will happen when our heroes confront Milo Grubtung? Will their plan to deceive him work? And what could be scarier than a raging Lonlin? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, visit www.dirty20spodcast.com, all spelled out, to be the postman's dandy. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to the website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Stusik. My players were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, Toby McGowan, and Elliot White. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels. Yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> I I kind of was like, stupid DM, and was like, forgot that you guys could call in a whole bunch of favors that <laughs> <laughs> all of us have criminal contacts yeah pretty basically much. yeah this is oh, literally man. just end game we're bringing it everybody it's end game if everybody was a criminal <laughs> <laughs>